I suppose my biggest inspiration at the minute is Georgie Capener, obviously, who I'm doing the fundraising for, for uh, Georgie's fight. So Georgie has a rare form of bone cancer. They're called Ewing sarcoma. He got diagnosed at eight, went into remission. It's it come back around again, received further treatment, and he is currently undergoing private treatment that he's, he's reacting really well to. Now, He's only, he's 12 now, so he's been ill for a third of his life, essentially, and he does it all, he takes it all in his stride, he's always got a smile on his face, and I find that so inspirational that, it, that someone so young can be going through such a tough time, but still takes it all in his stride. Fuel your dreams, ignite your inspiration, join us and feel at home here at Fearless Inspiration. I got put on to Georgie's cause, essentially, by somebody I know. And yeah, I just, I sort of listened to sort of what was going on. I spoke to, obviously to his parents. Uh, I read a lot about it. I sort of read up on Ewing sarcoma. And yeah, I just, I just thought I, I, I would love to be able to sort of play or assist in, in a very small way. You're doing, you're doing this phenomenal feat of running several marathons, aren't you? Even though you, you weren't in much, you know, into running too much traditionally. No, I mean you can say it, mate. I was, I was a little, I was slightly uh, overweight, and uh, and I'm not a runner, basically at all. I went from couch to marathon in about seven weeks. And today's guest is James Rogers, champion for George's fight, property developer and networking host. Hi James, thanks for calling today. Where are you joining us from? I'm um, joining you from Stoke-on-Trent. Now, can you tell me something that you're both good at and that just drips out of you, uh, a passion that you you really enjoy? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine this answer's come up a few times, but um, being a dad, I love being a dad. I'm really passionate about being a dad. And I don't know, you probably have to ask my children because... Uh, I'd be praising myself up here. I think I'm I'm quite a good dad. Yeah, no, I've seen yeah, on Facebook some of your posts and I think it looks as though you're, you're doing a, a good job. No, but thanks for that. I try my best, mate. I try my best. Now, I've got a bit more on your background in a moment, but could you tell us who is your biggest inspiration and why? There's a few people, really, or groups of people. There's not sort of one... Um, I suppose my biggest inspiration at the minute is Georgie Capener, obviously, uh, who I'm doing the fundraising for, for uh, Georgie's fight. Um, so Georgie uh, has a rare form of bone cancer. Um, they're called Ewing sarcoma. He got diagnosed at eight, um, went into remission. It's it come back around again, received further treatment, um, and he is currently undergoing private treatment that he's, he's reacting uh, really well to. Um, now, he's only, he's 12 now, so he's been ill for a third of his life, essentially, and he does it all, he takes it all in his stride, he's always got a smile on his face, and I, I find that so inspirational that it, that someone so young can be going through such a tough time, but still takes it all in his stride. And I think a lot can be learned from that. I mean, even as adults. Um, 
It, yeah, and again, you've got. I've had. I've been very fortunate that I had great parents, um, so they're an inspiration to me. I've got an amazing set of friends. Um, yeah, my my coach uh, Luke Biddle. He's brilliant. He's inspiring to me. Um, and yeah, just just sort of. I, I try and draw inspiration. Not from one source, but from as many as possible. Now, that, that, that's a, a good idea. And, and one of the things that inspires me about you, and you mentioned George's um, fight there, that you don't actually know George that well, do you? You are kind of, you've just taken it upon yourself to, to help that family out. Um, well, I, I have no personal connection at the time. No, I mean, now, um, obviously, Richard and Helen. Um, Georgie's mum, I, I consider friends. Um, we are sort of in contact quite a lot for obvious reasons because of the fundraising. There's a lot going on. Um, I mean, I got um, I got put on to uh, Georgie's cause essentially by by somebody I know, um, and yeah, I just I, I sort of listened to sort of what was going on I spoke to, obviously to his parents uh, I read a lot about it I sort of read up on Ewing sarcoma and yeah I just I just thought I, I, I would love to be able to sort of play or assist in in a very small way um, just to sort of ease the pressure and ease the pain off then because obviously being a dad myself that would I mean, my son is poorly at the minute and has been since 2019, not in, in the same way that Georgie is, but so I could sort of relate to it as well. So it, it was, yeah, it, it was a no brainer for me to sort of say, look, I'd like to, I'd like to raise some money and, uh, and, and sort of assist in a small way. Yeah, and we were talking before we press record, but I don't think we've actually mentioned since we press record what. I suppose my biggest inspiration at the minute is Georgie Capener, obviously who I'm doing the fundraising for for uh, Georgie's fight. So Georgie has a rare form of bone cancer. They're called Ewing sarcoma. He got diagnosed at eight, went into remission. It's it come back around again. He received further treatment and. He is currently undergoing private treatment that he's he's reacting really well to. Now he's only he's twelve now, so he's been ill for a third of his life essentially, and he does it all. It takes it all in his stride. He's always got a smile on his face, and I find that so inspirational that it, that someone so young can be going through such a tough time, but still takes it all in his stride. Well, I have no personal connection at the time. Fuel your dreams. Ignite your inspiration. Join us and feel at home here at Fearless Inspiration. I got put on to Georgie's cause, essentially, by somebody I know. And, yeah, I just I sort of listened to sort of what was going on. I spoke, to, obviously, to his parents. Uh, I read a lot about it. I sort of read up on Ewing sarcoma. And yeah, I just, I just thought I, I, I would love to be able to sort of play or assist in, in a very small way. You're doing, you're doing this phenomenal feat of running several marathons, aren't you? Even though you, you weren't in much, you know, into running too much 
traditionally? No, I mean you can say it, mate. I was I was a little, I was slightly uh, overweight, and uh, and I'm not a runner basically at all. I went from couch to marathon in about seven weeks. You're doing you're doing this phenomenal feat of running several marathons, aren't you? Even though you you weren't in much, you know, into running too much uh, traditionally. No, I mean you can say it, mate. I was I was a little, I was slightly uh, overweight, and uh, and and I'm not I'm not a runner basically at all. Um, I went from couch to marathon in about seven weeks. Now, I I started training. It was it was late. Um, it's late October, I think, but then I did, it was about five, it was about six, six and a half weeks. And then I got COVID and that completely wiped me out. Then I had, I don't know, it was, I, th- I thought it was pleurisy, but it might not, it's a chest infection or something straight off the back of it, which again, stopped me from training. So I sort of came into the first one with having had about almost six weeks break but I'd I'd had I had to do it because it was the first one people had already started sponsoring me and I just felt that it would be very poor of me to to drop out um on the first one but I did it I completed it um yeah, and I was, I was obviously quite pleased that um, I managed to get through it with with very little training. But I suppose it's it's a a situation where you've just got to beat your mind. I think is 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 the best way to describe it. I um, everything in I, I wanted to stop. I wanted to sort of walk. I wanted to sort of say, oh, you know what I mean? Let's just put it back a couple of weeks. But then by I put it back a couple of weeks. The next one's coming around because what I've um, what I've committed to doing is is a marathon a month from January through till June. So that's five full marathons, obviously, and the training plus an ultra marathon to finish with. So I'd committed to certain dates, and I, I took that very seriously because um, the family have had uh, a lot of issues. Um, surrounding um, Georgie's treatment um, with with a with a with a firm that they've used to sort of broker the deal with the with the clinic in Thailand, uh, they've had incidents where people have raised money and not and not paid the money. Uh, so, not having that personal connection and not really knowing each other at that time, I. I, I didn't want to add to their stresses because they were just about to go out to Thailand again um, for for another round of uh, treatment in the clinic that Georgie's uh, receiving his um, receiving his private treatment. So I just thought I need to, yeah, need to put my big boy pants on and get it done. Yeah, no, well done. And so if people want to follow you and and even maybe donate to your uh, efforts, where should they do that? Uh, there's a Facebook page called uh, Georgie's Fight. Um, it's spelled G-E-O-R-G-Y-S, Fight. Um, oh, I always direct people to sort of that page that has a full sort of rundown of what's going on, um, of Georgie's progression. It will have the Just Giving link uh, on, the, on the page. 
Um, I think as of today, I've raised nearly 3,200 quid. Um, so really pleased with that. Obviously, I've still got um, sort of three normal marathons and an ultra marathon to go. So, um, yeah, very pleased with, with the progress being made from a sort of monetary and fundraising perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well done and thank you for, for sharing that touching story and, and inspiration. Not a problem. I believe you started out as a in plumbing and then at some point you had a kind of change in mindset to some extent and decided to do some property training and you started out doing some flips and then you've moved on to now doing full-scale developments, new builds, and you host a, a networking meeting here in Stoke. So could you tell us some of your inspirations along that journey? Yeah, I mean, I actually started out as a painter and decorator. When I left school, I, um, I started out as a, a painter and decorator, then I retrained later on um, as a plumbing and heating engineer. Now, I'm a time-served apprentice uh, plumbing and heating engineer, but I wanted a, uh, I knew I was going to go into property. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew I was going to do it. So I wanted my my vision at the time was very different to to how things have ended up now. So I, I retrained with a company. Um, so time served apprentice, did all the college thing, uh, got my little certificate at the end of it, and uh, so my view was to have a team of uh, sort of subbies, essentially. I would be sort of working on the jobs and managing the jobs, sort of doing the plumbing or labouring or decorating or whatnot. And that's how I initially envisaged it would go. And it, it did, that's how it worked for a little bit. And then I thought, well, I need to take myself away from this because I, I hugely underestimated the time it takes to find the projects and to do all the sort of admin and just general management and organization of everyone around it so I didn't really even though I was doing it I was still working on the jobs I was still on the tools it was it was it's quite difficult at times to keep up with everything so and then sort of stepped back from uh, from not completely but to a certain degree from from working on the tools and concentrated on sort of finding deals um, and then I started sort of researching other strategies, started looking into that, and I came across uh, the Property Investors Network. I then went uh, to, to a meeting, to the Stoke meeting, um, and I, I had a really good experience. I thought there was a good bunch of people, and then I ended up sort of enrolling on the 12-month Property Mastermind uh, course, Met a load of great people. Yeah, yeah, I'm still really, really, really very close to them to this day. And and obviously, as you know, I, I, I took over the hosting of the Stoke and Trent Pin. I think it was just over two years ago now. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, thanks for doing that. And so when you went into the training year there, was there anything that inspired you to go for the like bigger projects from that or were you already doing those before you you got into that training i mean yeah we i was always working on projects for other people because we although i had sort of flips on the go that wasn't all the time so that wasn't enough to sort of fill my my working year essentially 
So I would be working on uh, new build projects, mainly new build projects or refurbishment projects. And when I started researching the strategies, I didn't I realised I knew a lot about the building side of things, but not so much about the strategy side of things and different strategies and how to how to be, I suppose, dare I say, more professional about it. It was a very back of a fag packet. Although it worked, it made money. I thought it, it, we could definitely be doing things differently and uh, more professionally. So I was looking at HMOs, we were looking at new build projects, and I just it was just a natural progression for me, essentially. And we, I think on in the mastermind year, I, I did new build projects, I did a large uh, sui generis HMO conversion, did some flips, did some biorefurbish refinance. Uh, so yeah, it was a good mixed bag. Brilliant, brilliant. Now on that journey, were there any times when you had a bit of a low ebb? when something managed to inspire you along? Um, I mean, yeah, it's hard work. It's it's not property, especially, is not easy. Running a business is not easy. There are lots of low points, certainly, but there are also your high points as well um, and your achievements and your accomplishments. I suppose, I think, last year, for me, was a bit of a... Let me think. I think we'll call it a a perfect storm in terms of uh, challenging situations. A lot was going on. It uh, work-wise, a lot was going on. Um, Obviously, as I already said, my son isn't very well and still isn't. Uh, I had to make the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life and um, walk away from a marriage. I had a death in the family as well. And I, I became very, very low uh, at for a certain period of time. And I think it's difficult for a bloke to admit that, isn't it? And certainly, yeah, because as a bloke, you're all right. You're all right. I'm always all right. But I, I, I wasn't all right. Um, and I went through a bit of a period where I actually struggled quite a lot. Um, so I, I sought help in, in, in the form of a, a counsellor. Um, and I was very lucky. I had an amazing counsellor, um, exceptionally talented individual, and it, that situation sort of helped me put into perspective a lot of what was going on. Now, it was not nothing... I mean, there were a lot of quite significant situations, but nothing was not... Not as bad as, say, for example, what uh, Helen and Richard are going through with Georgie. Um, now, and at that point, I sort of came across Georgie, and that sort of put things into perspective for me and gave me a bit of bit of a jump out of out of it. And it wasn't a sort of situation where I was wallowing in self pity or anything like that. It was there are a lot of. Um, challenges and they all seem to come like buses as these things do but it was it was that sort of realization that you know what it's a lot of this stuff is is sortable so it's I just need to sort of get up and get on with it and and understand that these tough times aren't going to last forever it's just a difficult period of life so 
I sort of, yeah, I, I, I managed to sort of get through that and, again, sort of still have um, the bad days, but it's it, it's still sort of fairly fresh. But like I say, I'm, I'm doing a lot of positive stuff, um, certainly with this fundraising, certainly with the with the trust that the family have put in me to raise the money for them after the challenges that they've had surrounding it. it I, I feel very appreciative, very appreciative of it and very grateful. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing such a moving story. And I like events that kind of bring people together, that inspire close togetherness and your situation certainly is is an example of that. Is there any others throughout your life you can think of an inspiring event that kind of dissolved barriers between people? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say this was sort of inspirational, but it, it's certainly um, very um, very relevant in in my current situation. Now, obviously, as I said, I, I am going through a divorce at the moment and both myself and my wife has been a, a little bit acrimonious at times you could uh, describe it as but our obviously connection is our is our daughters now that has helped a very uh, strained situation become less so because of our commitment to them jointly uh and I'd, I'd just like to say she's an amazing, amazing mother. Uh, my children are very, very, very lucky to have um, a mother as committed uh, as she is and as loving as she is. And it's it's good to see that we, although that we are having our challenges, that we are putting those to one side and we're doing what we can for our daughters. And I also think it's very important that, that my girls see me treating and speaking about and behaving respectfully around their mother, because I will, I'm going to have a big influence on their life. It's sort of in, in the view of how they see men now. And I want that to be in a positive way. I want them to see their mother being respected. And obviously she is respectful to me as well. So we're just trying to sort of give them the solid sort of uh, the solid grounding to to have fruitful, loving, and meaningful relationships in the future. Yes, yes. Thank you for painting that picture of you know how you can live that example, and and you're you're trying your best to do that. That's that's really powerful. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's a two way street. It's it's both of us making an effort, and like I say, it is. It is difficult at times, but these situations sometimes are difficult, but it essentially it is what you make of them. Yeah. Now, your leading of, of the Stoke uh, Property Investor Network meetings, uh, which I've attended quite a few of, is quite a, you know, a great experience for you. Is there any particular guest, if you could pick anybody in the whole world, that you'd like to have not necessarily even property related that you'd like to have at your pin. Good question. I don't know who would I. I think Tyson Fury. You know, I, I, I like boxing. I like. I know he's a bit rough around the edges, but and he's not everybody's cup of tea. But he's. I th I like his outlook on uh, on life and sort of how he 
has sort of dragged himself back up and 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 look what he's achieved it's 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 huge it's inspirational it's amazing and after being written off he, he still sort of came back and proved everybody wrong yeah 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 thanks and you personally in doing that pin meeting uh, you've got quite a lot out of it i believe haven't you as a you know because uh, uh, you you weren't the if technology wasn't necessarily your favorite at one point but you, you've you, you've on, on board with, with that now <laughs> yeah it's uh it, yeah technology is still definitely something i need to work on and also public speaking as well uh i was so nervous about doing that and i still do get quite nervous before before each event and before any any public speaking uh, event that I do. But it's about sort of pushing your boundaries, I suppose, and just um, overcoming those fears. Yes, yeah. And which of that has helped me to do, because I've, I've got to be there every month. I've got to stand up. I've got to, I've got to put on a, a good event for people. People are paying good money to be there. Yeah, yeah. And I love your approach to you know pushing yourself that bit more in different directions each time again before we press record you were saying that one of the recent jogs you went on you you ran 10 miles away from home or 10 kilometers away from home so you you had to do the second half you couldn't get back you know that is really <laughs> making sure you're gonna you know not yeah. uh, not shirk out of that extra extra effort yeah definitely because you, you you sort of make those excuses don't you you think oh it's a bit wet and I don't need to do as many miles tonight or a bit hungry or a bit tired, but it's about limiting the the situations in which you can make those excuses. So like you say, I've run 10K away from home. I wanted to do 20K, so I've got to get back. So I know it sounds very simple, but it works for me. And I suppose it's about what, what works for you as the individual. Brilliant. And now it's time for Quickfire Inspiration. Could you tell us one of your most inspiring films? You know what? I don't, I don't really, I don't really watch telly or films, and and I suppose I can't really say Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, can I? Yes, <laughs> of course you can. Like whatever that film, works for you. Yeah, I, I, mean, that's, I love that not, film. It doesn't, it doesn't inspire me. I mean, I, I like a few films, um, but it's not necessarily TV and any any of that is is not anything necessarily that i do to 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 wind down yeah yeah no worries and do you have a most inspiring comedian most inspiring comedian no quite like jimmy carr though he's very dry yeah a most inspiring aspect of nature could be the sunrise isn't it start of a new day and all that yeah it's some special feeling about that time of the day isn't it if you if you're around yeah uh, your most inspiring aspect of design or style? Well, I've got no style, so it's a good question. I don't know. I just I think I like the I like the work and the thought and the effort that goes into any aspect of design. Yeah. So just just that just that general sort of thought effort and uh, and that person's individual perspective of design. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. One of your most inspiring songs. Most inspiring song. Again, I wouldn't say it's necessarily inspirational, but I'm, I, I like my indie music. So anything, Oasis, Charlatans, The Verve, Stone Roses, something like that. I, I, I like that. Yeah, great. And the last one, your most inspiring aspect of travel. It might be a, a mode of travel or a place. I love India. 
I really, really love that place, Goa. So, yeah, I, I love that place. I'll um, plan to go back there uh, at some point. Okay, tell us a bit more, because I've not been to India yet and it's on my list, but anything in particular about that? I just, yeah, I, I, I just really like the place. It's the people there, it's very chilled, it's very relaxed, it's beautiful, obviously the food as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an all-round, ticks a lot of boxes for me. Yeah, no, thank you for that. Right, so what is next on the agenda? Well, I'm guessing you've got three marathons and ultra marathon, which is, is going to be massive and a potential trip to uh, India. But anything else on the cards for, for you in the next year or so? I mean, I've just started a new role with um, Prospero Finance, uh, sort of delivering financial solutions to people. Um, so anything from bridging loans to development finance, auction finance, buy-to-lets, refinancing. And I'm, I'm really, really, really thankful for that opportunity. I'm really enjoying it. Um, so my concentrations are, are on that essentially at the minute um i'm just sort of learning the ropes obviously from from a deal perspective i know how to stack a deal and i know what makes a deal and i know what works um so i'm just learning what this what the situation is and the criterias are in more detail from a lending perspective um so i'm i'm really really passionate about that i'm really pleased to be doing it i'm very honored to be to have been given the opportunity to do it so my focus is on sort of getting uh getting um, as much knowledge surrounding that as as possible so i can be as good a broker as uh as i can be brilliant a totally new new avenue for you to add add to your, your property knowledge yeah so we're coming to towards the end now um what is most right in the world i think people's propensity to help others essentially that's what that's yeah that would be my answer to that yeah yeah thank you for that and what is the next book on your reading list next book on my reading list i got a book by tony buzan about mind mapping i can't remember the title of it though but that's that's the next book on my uh on my reading list cool thank you so much for sharing so much depth on your journey and, and where you are at the minute today so We've got the details if people want to donate to George's fight. Is there any other way you want to let people get in touch with you if they just want to reach out? Yeah, they can they can get in touch with me on Facebook. I'm on there. Obviously, the, the Just Giving link is on the George's Fight Facebook page. Yeah, I'll try and put um, in the show notes so people can click on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if you could, Ian, that'd be, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you so much for your time today. No problem. James really inspires me personally so much. Here is top 10 hits of inspiration. One, get inspired by Georgie. Still managing to keep a smile on his face despite what he's going through. Two, get inspired by how James started helping Georgie, even though at the start he wasn't connected to the, the family. And running marathons, even though he's not a runner. Three, Get inspired by taking a step back to look at the most professional way to grow your business. Four, take some insights on how James managed to put into perspective his perfect storm of a year and how he realized that a lot of his stuff is sortable and it's not likely to last forever. And he found his focus for this time. Five, Get inspired by how sometimes difficult situations can provide an opportunity 
to demonstrate commitment to the greater good and to demonstrate how to respectfully treat other people. 6. Get inspired how James faced his fears of public speaking by taking the step of hosting a networking meeting and how James limits his opportunities to make excuses. 7. Get inspired by India and Goa, the people, the beauty, the food and the relaxedness. 8. Get inspired by Tyson Fury. Come back. 9. Get inspired by the work, thought and individual perspective effort that goes into any aspect of design. 10. Get inspired by James's pivot into mortgage brokerage that he's chosen to add to his property knowledge to deepen that. And finally, number 11. Get inspired by people's propensity to help others. Thanks for joining me today. Watch out for news on our new group. Thank you everyone for listening today. Your kind attention is really appreciated and valued. If you feel some inspiration from today's episode, please share it. And please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you wish, leave us some comments. In your comments, please let us know any inspirational subjects you'd like us to cover. As I aim to build a bank of both inspiration and stories of events that inspired close connection between groups of people, if you have something to share in this space, send me an email at inspiringteamhuman at gmail.com. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.